Why, hey there. Welcome to the Business of Ergonomics podcast. My name is Darcy Jeremy, and I'm your host. Today, we're going to be talking about what to look for when you're considering adding ergonomics as a revenue-generating activity in your business. I am going to be sharing what to look out for, surprises, and misconceptions to get you results faster. Welcome to the Business of Ergonomics podcast. I'm your host, Darcy Jeremy. I'm a board-certified professional ergonomist with over 15 years of experience delivering ergonomics programs to employers of all different types. In this podcast, I share what other healthcare professionals are already doing and being with ergonomics assessments and how to land those clients that you dream of. Without further ado, let's jump into this episode right now. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy day, hanging out with me to listen and plan your future with ergonomics. It really is a pleasure. If you know anything about me, my passion not only is ergonomics and staying on top of that literature so that I can bring you the best possible episodes in this podcast, but it's helping other healthcare professionals, whether you're an ergonomist or maybe you're a PT or an OT, wanting to increase your revenue and provide another service option to your clients and your communities. There's just so much misconception about this, and I have seen it as an ergonomist, and I have seen it um, running my business, as well as teaching um, other people how to get started with this. And there's there's a lot of misconceptions with adding ergonomics as a service deliverable. The first thing I want to talk about today is that it's not as easy as you think. This is something that I really want to start off with. If you're a healthcare professional, let's say you are a PT, a physical therapist, maybe you did excellent in school, maybe you have all the skills and expertise with anatomy and physiology. Is that enough to get started to effectively handle simple and complex ergonomics assessments? Maybe you've, you've seen a website that shows elbows have to be at 90 degrees and the monitor has to be at a certain position relative to your eyes and the chair has to be set up in a certain way so that your feet are on the ground and your chair is the back of the, ch- of the, of the backrest of the chair. I am here to say it is absolutely not enough to be jumping into ergonomics if you do not have sufficient training, especially for complex return-to-work cases. Just last week, one of the members of our free Facebook community uh, called Ergonomics by Darcy Jeremy. Check that out if you have not yet. It is awesome. There's more than 800 people in that group. So this person reached out to me to say that they are cleaning up someone else's mess. They are an expert in safety. But you know what they did? They found a checklist off the internet. And trust me, there are so many checklists out there for office ergonomic assessments. And what they did is they applied this checklist to the workers' compensation case, and the result was that they created much more harm and 
recommended unnecessary ergonomic equipment to that person because they were just following a simple checklist. The same is true for other healthcare professionals thinking that ergonomics is an easy service offering that can generate income for your business. It is not as easy as simply applying anatomy, physiology, and a checklist. And actually, you will probably be doing much more harm in simple and complex cases. So if you are curious about adding this, I highly encourage you to to take a really deep look on the process. And not just a process that you can find online or in a textbook. You need mentorship from someone who has done it or a course by someone who has gone through this process. I'm a really big proponent of getting a certified professional ergonomist to guide you through this process. And it's something that truly needs to be aligned with OSHA. And that's the thing. Safety professionals, in that specific example, are well-tuned to OSHA guidelines. But most PTs and OTs out there, if I were to go out on a limb, which I totally am, are not well-versed with OSHA guidelines. And that's something that's absolutely necessary. So that is just one blaring example. If if you want to add a valuable service that can generate income, which ergonomics totally can, is that you definitely need to get the right education. And might I add you, add here, that uh, ergonomics is something that is truly profitable. When you think about all the times and resources it takes to build up your clinic and PT or OT or chiropractor or kinesiology or any other healthcare professional and all the years of expertise that goes into that, it can take so much revenue and risk to build this up to attract the clients into your business to treat them. Ergonomics kind of reverses this whole idea. And whether or not you go into ergonomics on a full-time basis or perhaps part-time because this is something that can add revenue to your your business, you can be making upwards of $300 for every single ergonomic assessment. And most of the time, that is pure profit. You don't have to buy any special, unique devices to do an office ergonomic assessment. You truly don't. However, you do need to make the right recommendations because even if you mess up a simple case or a complex case, that reputation that you have in that community is going to be wiped. I know firsthand from talking to um, office vendors in my the little place where I live that they have pinpointed certain other ergonomics consultants that have messed up and they have messed up royally, whether it's interpersonal skills or they recommended things that were truly not necessary because they're not trained and well-versed in a proper ergonomics process, which includes a root cause analysis. And one time, one reputation, one one instance, when we're not nailing that for our clients, there is a lot of revenue lost there. 
So I've said it before, I'll say it again, getting trained can unlock the revenue generating activity that ergonomics can bring to your business and allow you to leverage all those skills and expertise that you have invested tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousand dollars in to be a PT, OT, chiropractor, kinesiologist, massage therapist, any one of those. So I really want you to consider that. That is the biggest misconception about ergonomics. It is not just a simple checklist. And because you have the skills in anatomy and physiology, it clearly doesn't allow for you to do something immensely quality for your client. I have another example here for you. Just because you're able to pinpoint the the, the musculature and this, the reasons why someone may be developing some sort of pain or discomfort as a result of them using a mouse in a certain way. How are you going to be looking at the different types of equipment to solve that issue if you haven't invested hours to review the types of equipment that are out there, right? Um, if you've ever done an ergonomic assessment before, you might have been overwhelmed with the right type of mouse or the right type of keyboard tray, right type of keyboard um, out there, especially for unique cases that you may see that require alternative devices. What many people will do is countlessly spend hours searching the internet to find resources. And to plug myself on, on this podcast, which I don't mean to be doing, but I have to tell you this as part of the business, um, as part of my membership. And as you're aware, my membership, it's opening in September. The Accelerate membership. I put together the types of equipment that you should be recommending for your clients. And I've organized it with keyboards, mouse, monitors, anything you can imagine. Because as an ergonomics professional, our clients expect us to have the expertise to solve complex cases and not just rely on a checklist that you find online. They'll be able to see through that very quickly. And another thing, when you're considering that ergonomics is something that you can be adding that's in line, aligned with what you're doing professionally, and think of all the different ways that you can help your clients, there are a variety of other services that you can be offering. And really, the sky's the limit here. You can um, really look at providing employee training, pr providing those one-on-one -on -one assessments, or using a combination of types of services. And I strongly recommend that you take the time and make your own value ladder or client ascension ladder so that you can provide a variety of services based on where your client's at. And simply jumping into ergonomics assessments because you have the anatomy and physiology background will do a detriment to not only yourself, but your clients who perhaps need a different type of service than just the, I'm going to set you up a how to do, um, how to sit properly in your chair, which is a really big misconception of what ergonomics is. There's seven plus types of services 
that come from understanding how to do a simple ergonomics assessment. But the challenge here is communicating that in a way that the client understands and sees the value of and the benefits of. There is so much opportunity if you know how to nail an ergonomics assessment in the office and then how you communicate this with your clients and prospects and leads. There really is. I recommend that you look into this as a revenue generating activity. Every PT OT, kinesiologist, massage therapist, chiropractor, every healthcare professional out there must be using ergonomics as a method to generate income in your business. You may think that I've gone on a limb by saying this, but I truly have not. If anything in the past year has shown us that If you're relying on just one method to generate income in your business and to put food on the table, and that's maybe it's a clinic-based accepting clients that are in pain. If you're just relying that by itself to feed your family, then that is a major risk. And that's why adding simply office ergonomic assessments to what you're doing. We're not even talking about industrial ergonomics assessments, but adding office ergonomics assessments to what you're doing is a way to give yourself some safety and security. There are simple ways to get started, and I can show you how to get started. It's not an all or nothing type of activity. There are moderate, safe steps that you can get started to do this. But truly, if you want to protect yourself for what's maybe coming in the future with the COVID restrictions that everyone has been talking about, protecting yourself and getting started with ergonomics assessments is the right way to go. But you must know how to do a process that works, that is endorsed by a certified professional ergonomist, the gold standard in ergonomics. And also you have to know how to market it. The whole idea, if you build it, they will come, does not work for ergonomics. You must prove the benefits and the value and communicate this in a way that your clients understand. Otherwise, they will likely fall into the trap of just searching the internet themselves and perhaps even finding that checklist that I started this episode with. A checklist will not solve their problems. They need an expert like yourself who is trained, who is well-versed, and has the years of experience to come in. And then your side, again, that gives you the safety and security that we all need and desire, especially with the unknown that are coming next in our, in our world. Remote ergonomics assessments give us the, re- the safety and the security that we need for our families. So I, I really hope that you took something from this episode that if you do want to get started in ergonomics, and I really want you to get started with ergonomics, being aware that just jumping in feet forward is not the way to go. You'll make mistakes. You'll, you'll burn bridges. The best way to go is to take a course, take a mentorship, take an internship. I didn't talk about that because those things take years to get going and there's 
there's an opportunity cost of doing an internship, right? Because you're not making money. A course and mentorship will help you get there faster. And if you choose to combine how to learn how to do ergonomics assessments and then realize the trick of it is learning how to communicate the benefits of ergonomics with your clients, look no further than the Accelerate program because I combine how to do ergonomics assessments and then what to do to get those clients that you need. Marketing piece. It combines them both together in a reasonable way to get you results faster. And like I said, I'm opening enrollment at the end of September. Um, I'm going to be doing some really neat training coming up to that. And this is something that I believe if you're a healthcare professional, you have to be adding this to the types of skills that you're doing and the types of services that you're providing to your clients. I can't wait for to see you in the training. Can't wait to see you in the program. And as always, keep on continuing and serving those clients the best way that I know you're doing with ergonomics assessments and really leveraging your expertise. It's what our clients need right now with the caveat, even if they don't need, know that they need it. Take that step forward. Take that leap of faith. Start simple, as, as I always like to say, and move forward. So if you like what you heard in this podcast episode and you want to learn more, you want to learn how other healthcare professionals are already adding office ergonomic expertise to their services and practice, I have a training for you. All you have to do is head to ergonomicshelp.com slash learn dash ergo. That's ergonomicshelp.com slash learn dash ergo, and you can get started today.